Okay, that was fun, wasn't it? Welcome to ESPN Cricket for Stump Mike. I'm Karthik Ayer, and we're meeting after Kings Eleven Punjabs, or should I say Kings Eleven Karnataka's thrilling last ball victory over the Royal Challengers Bangalore. And I have with me Devan Sen. Devan, how's it going? Hi, uh, I'm sure Kings Eleven Punjab must be hoping that uh, they could schedule a few more matches against RCB because that is turning out to be their good luck charm for this season. Absolutely. The only two Kings Eleven Punjab victories this season have come against Royal Challengers Bangalore. And Debaan, have a nice surprise for you as well. You told me a few podcasts ago that you loved this person's voice. That he, he he's doing some sort of late night radio voice on this podcast. So I've brought back with you once again Gaurav Sundaraman on Stump Mike. Not sure if you'll still have that voice because I've changed some setups since then. But yeah, uh, that's not the most important thing to be discussed today anyway. Yeah, it's the person behind the voice. It's not so much the voice. It's the guy behind the voice. And let's start with the man behind the voice, which is Gaurav. Gaurav, let's start with you. How exciting was that? Like it was a last ball finish. It was Kings Eleven probably staying alive in the tournament because I, I don't think mathematically they needed to win all games, but you would think that if they had lost this, it would maybe be the end of their playoffs hopes. How how good was that? Not sure how many of you noticed, but Kayla Hull was on the pitch. He actually literally was kneeling down after that win. Uh, it I think this meant a lot to him and uh, the fact that they again almost messed it up. I think he couldn't have even taken it. So uh, uh, it shouldn't have even gone uh, to the last ball in the first place, that too with uh, two uh, excellent finishers in Maxwell and Poodan still left. Uh, it's just crazy why these things happen. But sometimes, you know, uh, I know I'm being over positive and all that, but this this could be the last time we see something like this for Punjab, where uh, uh, I think the only way up is, sorry, the only way forward is up. And I think they might start winning more now. Uh, you know, these kind of wins will... Uh, uh, improve the team morale and confidence and now they have Gale in and uh, yeah so uh, I'm happy they won actually for the tournament's purpose. Okay so let's give context of what happened. Royal Challengers Bangalore they batted first they scored 171 for six. Kings 7 Punjab with one over to go and with KL Rahul and Chris Gale at the crease with nine wickets in hand needed just two runs to win. And Yuzvendar Chahal, who had gone for 28 in his two overs that he had bowled so far, was bowling. It was a dot ball, a dot ball, a single, a dot ball again, a run out. And then finally, Nicholas Puran came in and hit a last ball six for victory. Deban, it shouldn't have gone to the last ball, should it? Yeah, absolutely. And I completely agree with Gaurav that uh, they had no business taking it to the last ball. Uh, it was overall a very good performance for uh, at least about 39 overs or let's say 38 because even the last over that they bowled Kings 11 Punjab was just a little off their paces. But otherwise, it was a good professional performance today. There was a lot more thought behind it. There were some good plans, some good uh, matchups which were exploited all the way through. And Chris Gale came and really played a pretty sensible innings. He, he eased his way into the innings. We were wondering at that stage that is this, you know, take, taking this match away from them. But we must remember this was Sharjah and they were only chasing about 8.51 overs or so. So it wasn't ever out of reach for them. And once Gale started getting those hits in, then it, it just seemed like a formality and it really shouldn't have even gone down to the 20th over, to be very honest. But full credit to Yuzvendra Chahal. He showed again his range as a spinner. The second ball that he bowled was a huge ripper that he got from way outside off. And I think that is the one that really psyched out the two batsmen in the middle because they didn't think that he was probably capable of that. That's intelligent bowling and that's Chahal for you, you know, a chess player himself. So he was just thinking a couple of steps ahead of the opposition. 
and then uh, yeah the r- running between the wickets as well but that's expected with gale you know at at his current age and fitness level that was also shambolic <laughs> run out just added to the excitement i thought even the last six was very very close to actually being a catch so it could have gone to the super over and i agree with gaurav that maybe if uh, this would have been the point of no return if this had gone through to a, a super over and they had ended up losing but good for the tournament good for kings 11 punjab that they're still alive and kicking Okay, so let's continue then talking about Kings XI Punjab and Gaurav, we'll start with you. We need to start with Chris Gale, Chris Gale's inclusion in in the side. It's been eight games since since we've uh, seen him play. He, in his post-match press conference, which we were recording just after he spoke, and he went on to say uh, that it was it was obviously tough sitting on the sidelines. He was, of course, he was he had a sickness during during the period as well. but then there was something poignant wasn't there when he said that put some respect on the name when he was referring to the fact that he pointed to his bat after he scored his half century is there something brewing there and do you think now kings 11 will go with chris gale in their starting 11 through the tournament so this is a very similar story it's been happening for the last 3 uh, years actually with respect to chris gale even ashwin when he was the captain he didn't start with chris gale in the first few matches he benched him and then suddenly he came he scored a uh, i think a billion 70 then followed it up with a century against sri so he's uh, actually done they've done this maybe this is how it gets the best out of gale and we also know the other side of chris gale he's not consistent enough uh, he has these one or two innings then has a big uh, Uh, low and then again has another inning so we don't know what to expect from chris gale and the pitches at dubai and abu dhabi are going to be slow and not every team is going to uh, in fact like rcb hardly bowled uh, good bouncers at chris gale hardly bowled uh, up the pace so a team like delhi for example would not allow a, a player like chris gale to just uh, get up and running so uh, all that said and done yes he has performed exceptionally well today he took his time which he don't normally does and uh, he uh, showed washington sundar that yes you are still hitable suddenly washington sundar uh, has considered what his second six today and then suddenly he considered four sixes so maybe other teams might look at all these things and uh, figure out how to play uh, washington who who obviously has had a great tournament so uh, gale i think he played the innings very well he got good support from rahul they knew maxwell and puran were always there so they could afford to take that time and i think i had mentioned in our uh, in our office channel that you know you have team of five six hitters effectively you have max uh, maxwell puran rahul mike and gail and you know all of them can hit the big ball and maybe that's always in their mind they know that they can always make it up and that is why they play those uh, faces uh, in the middle overs where we are uh, scratching our heads wondering what are they doing why is rahul not hitting why is gail not hitting but they always know they can make up they don't really play uh, the bowlers reputation or anything like that they know that they can hit chahal they know that they'll target washington sundar and even siraj i think that was a mistake from kohli's side but we'll come to that a bit later but uh, chris gail yeah it's good to see him back and uh, to answer your question whether gail would continue to play see in the preview uh, before the ipl started i i really thought that chris gail would play only the sharja games and maybe the first couple of games when the pitches were true and good for batting but that's completely not happened it's it's taken them eight they're taken what the eighth game for punjab to play gail and now they can't really drop him you know it's it, it, it's not the right thing the management uh, will not uh, even if the captain or coach wants to do it i don't think the management would be very uh, happy with such a decision so i think we will see uh, gail play and they play mumbai next 
and you know how mumbai come up with their plans and stuff so yeah uh, let's wait and watch if he can continue this uh, form yeah gorav alluded to it thebai and, and i was also when i was making my notes for this podcast in the middle overs i was when he was when chris gale was he had faced 20 20 plus balls and it was a strike rate of below 100 then it just touched 100 at a certain point i was like if if he gets out now it's going to be one of the poorer innings that we have seen but now i'm of the thinking that okay it's worked out well towards the end kings 11 come away with victory gale comes back with some of that confidence you know even even a player like gale theban probably needs that boost right especially after coming back from such a long break he hasn't played any sort of professional cricket since jan yeah it was an important innings for him and uh, that's why it was actually good to see him take his time uh, he targeted uh, the bowlers that he wanted to sort of take on and that's that's typically been his style but i'm completely in agreement with uh, gorav in fact you would recall that on this podcast itself both of us had advocated that perhaps uh, sharja is where kings 11 punjab could have used him if you now of course it's always easier to think about things in hindsight but if you now you know transport yourself back to that rajasthan royals game if uh, kl rahul and mayank agarwal had given that kind of an explosive start and if they had gale up their shed to come after that you can only imagine what kind of score they would have finished up with but i mean that's that's behind them now so it would be very interesting to see what they do with him as as gorav is saying it would be very difficult to drop him but the bigger question is uh, what will their combination of foreigners be for the games to come because i thought uh, maybe if gale had to make his way in perhaps the better call would have been to drop maxwell because maxwell has been in terrible form he's really not contributed much uh, with the bat at all through the season mujibur rahman is a good you know versatile bowler who can bowl through the power plays as well today to an extent they got away with it because maxwell bowled quite well in the power play too so maybe that's the plan to use maxwell more as a bowler from time to time and just to leave his big hitting ability somewhere down the middle order so that opponents are a little wary of that threat but Uh, yeah, I think just balancing those four foreigners now becomes a little trickier if Chris Gale has to start every game. Okay, so let's make the assumption, Deban, and we'll continue with you that Chris Gale starts starts every game. Would you still like to see this one, two, three of Rahul and Mayank opening and Chris Gale at first drop, or should Rahul go back to a first drop position? I think it's a it's a good problem to have in the sense that uh, in many respects. all three of them can occupy any of the top three positions maybe it will be a little unfortunate if mayank agarwal has to drop down because he's actually uh, giving them much more rapid starts than kl rahul rahul is the kind who's dropping anchor who's batting through the innings and it it happened again today and that's why i think he was on his haunches because uh, i'm sure he was just imagining the headlines if they ended up losing after him again batting right through that innings but uh, they have this uh, good good problem to have uh, i think it will also depend to an extent on the opposition the kind of pitch that they come up with and let's not forget today the strategy might have been different had they batted first maybe gale would have been used up the order if they had uh, batted first and been looking to set a target because you know with gale that he needs a few balls to just set himself in so uh, he he is always going to be dependent on a good start to kind of get him into the game otherwise even at 3 he can be uh, a little bit of a liability for a team even a great player like him nowadays he takes at least about 15 to 20 balls to get going and that too in in t20 uh, cricket is a lot of balls sure sure it was there were there were some instances gorov especially there were some swings and misses where you felt like mm, maybe we won't see the old chris kale back uh, i also wanted to give your opinion about where the top 3 of punjab will bat but along with that i think 
the headlines are going to be dominated by Chris Gayle, but Mayank Agarwal once again played an absolutely crucial knock for the Kings XI because I wouldn't have seen this victory happening if he hadn't given them the start. Especially, I think, after the third over. At the third over, they, they were going at a slow pace. But after that, Mayank really kicked on in particularly targeting probably RCB's best bowler in Yuzvinder Chahal. Yes, Karthik. In terms of um, uh, Gale's uh, position, you know, it's a very tricky one. I think um, what Punjab have uh, decided to do is to they've realized that their bowling is not going to uh, uh, upskill anymore in this particular tournament. I think that's all they have. This is the kind of resources they have, and they need to play with it. So they've realized that okay, if they're going to chase, they just they can kind of chase anything they want with this top five. And if they're going to bat first, they will try to be aggressive and try to set as much as a target possible. And the pitches might help them uh, in the second uh, innings with their spinners, especially guys like Murgan Ashwin. And maybe the next match, you might see uh, a guy like K. Gautam even coming in for one of these spaces if the spin, if the pitch is pretty spin friendly. And you have Ashdi Ash bowling extremely well, bowling his cutter. So I think that is going to be the strategy way forward. Uh, we would definitely uh, look at it. They're going to back their batsmen all all the way. And uh, like you guys rightly said, Mayank Agarwal might be the enforcer at the beginning. Rahul continues to bat through. And you have Gail, Puran, Maxwell and Mayank. All four to completely keep hitting all the time. So I think this is how they're going to go for the next few games. And if the spinners come good, you never know uh, how uh, things are going to shape up. So, and uh, the other question about whether uh, Gale should open, you know, in team dynamics, generally people don't like, especially coaches and uh, the players uh, in general, don't like to kind of break something which is very successful, especially opening stands. SRH have this problem. Uh, we've been seeing that, right? Because of uh, the amazing stand that Warner and Basto give. Now they're not able to break that. They're not able to get in Nabi. And uh, it becomes a big issue. Somewhere you need to take those hard calls. And here KL is the captain and KL might go back a long way. So there are a lot of things going uh, for them. And to be fair to them, they both have been amazing. They've, they've been really successful. And to, that's a very, very um, uh, key component in a T20 match, the opening stand. And if they continue to bat even six overs or seven overs every game, uh, uh, then the whole concept of uh, your middle order, lower middle order being weak kind of goes away. Uh, like what happens to SRH, right? Because they don't get enough, uh, they won't get enough opportunities. And you kind of manage with the top four itself, which is what SRH do and have been successful with. And Punjab are also doing that. So, I'm happy with this, even though before the game I thought Gail will open with uh, Mayank and Rahul will bat at three because he's done that for India. But it's it's pretty clear now that this is the way they want to go. And i also pretty uh, interested in what Debayan said. You know, if they had batted first and Rahul didn't reveal in the toss uh, uh, what he, they're going to do, he actually said that we'll see what the target is and then we'll decide. So maybe if it's a low scoring chase, for example, they might just ask Gail to go up, get some batting time, and uh, see what we can do uh, later. So, but having now won a game you know once you start winning completely a mindset change you don't want to change anything um i would be very surprised if they uh, yeah if they might maximum bring in a spinner for dubai conditions than uh, a quick bowler but i don't see any any other big change sorry for that long answer <laughs> but the fact remains Gaurav the fact remains despite this victory their only two victories this season as we have mentioned before have come against the Royal Challengers Bangalore they're still two points off the pace from seventh place which which means that they're still bottom of the table now make a prediction there are six games for them to go in the group stages do you see them climbing those four spots that they need to to finish probably fourth and qualify for the playoffs 
So uh, I think it was uh, Rahul who mentioned in the chat with Kohli yesterday that he's going to take inspiration from uh, RCB's 2016 campaign, which KL Rahul was a part of it, where they didn't. They were, I think, I think in very similar situation. Six out of seven, uh, they had to win the last in the second half, and they managed to do that. Then one went to the finals and then choked there. But still, uh, Rahul said that he is taking inspiration from that uh, that campaign. It's it's ironic they're taking inspiration from an RCB campaign. So uh, so so basically, I know. We- We say it as a joke, but Kings Eleven Punjab are morphing into Kings Eleven Karnataka slash Bangalore. It is, but today again, didn't we see glimpses of the old RCB back uh, in some aspects? I I thought I saw that, but uh, anyway, uh, to your prediction point, uh, see the next game is very important because Mumbai is like I always tell you, uh, Mumbai is a team. Uh, if they beat Mumbai, uh, their confidence will go very high and uh, things could really change because I believe that they have the spin uh, uh, contingent to really challenge other. teams and they do have some really top class players of spin as well in Maxwell Puran Rahul Mayank uh, and Gail so they have their bases covered they have to win the next game if they win against mumbai i think they will go on a roll if they lose against mumbai i think then it'll be hard to again uh, come back okay so like for many other teams mumbai indians is the litmus test for kings 11 punjab deban let's move on to the royal challengers bangalore and the biggest talking point of course is why did ab devilliers bat at number 6 like i was watching the match i was like he he has to come in ahead of there was literally i was sitting with some friends and we, we were chatting and we're like is is devilliers hurt is he is he maybe sick or there there has to be something else beyond just tactical thinking of sending devilliers so low, so low down the order So I think that was the chatter everywhere. That was the chatter in our office channel. We were also wondering is he unwell or something. Even the commentators on the broadcast were talking about the possibility of him him being unwell. But then they showed a shot of him, you know, sitting inside with his pads on. So, uh, and uh, Kohli at the post-match uh, flash interview did speak about the fact that there was something from the outside. He said to quote him exactly that from the outside we thought that you know exposing him to leg spin wouldn't be the right thing. something of that sort you know considering his numbers and everything so uh, i i'm sure it was a tactical switch but just didn't make sense because uh, rcb have been playing well so well that in fact uh, for our uh, listeners as well please go to espncricketinfo.com and listen to the latest mute me where our good friend g stats anoints them as potential champions for the season so rcb have been on a bit of a roll they've been doing well they've been getting results and suddenly they just uh, sort of tear up the entire uh, blueprint and to do what to remove the match winner from the last game from the center of things so it just didn't make any sense for me if he's good enough to take on some of the other bowlers in the IPL he's definitely good enough to take on Ashwin as well as uh, Bishnoi no no disrespect to them both very good spinners of course but really they should have given him a little bit of time out there and you could see that Virat Kohli also slowed down as a result because he wasn't getting enough of the strike there was a little bit of a log jam in the middle overs and that probably cost them about uh, 15 or 20 runs maybe even more if uh, ab devilliers had more of time to bat so just couldn't make anything of it maybe uh, it was just that little bit of experimentation which they wanted to do in the middle of the season and hopefully it will it is something that they'll shelf in future games sure sure and this is like deban mentioned gorab deban is saying that they should have given him a little bit of time out there we're, we're not talking about any other cricketer are we we're talking about ab devilliers this guy and i read i read a tweet i mean i don't know how many of our listeners or you guys will agree we keep talking about the big four in cricket but there is a definite argument to be made that as a pure batsman ab devilliers is probably as good if not better than any of them 
Definitely, no doubt about it. I don't think anybody would even question that because A.B. De Villiers has, has even played an innings of what a five of 120 balls and he can even play 120 runs of five balls if it's possible. So, uh, uh, so the point is, um, uh, see, uh, I have a slightly different take on that. Too. I'm not saying that what RCB did is right. But I'm very glad that RCB and Kohli as a captain are open to such uh, new tactics, which have be, which they have been very rigid, Karthik, for the last uh, few years. And we have all been complaining that he doesn't look at matchups, he doesn't look at uh, tactics, and he has a very set template. And I'm, I'm, I'm like, yes, sometimes, you know, we judge ourselves with results. If they had won this game, maybe uh, nobody would be talking about it. It's always the case. If, had, if uh, Punjab had lost, we would have all said, why Gale didn't open? Uh, if RCB had lost now, we are talking about why ABD. I am not justifying the fact that uh, that's a right decision. I'm happy when they sent Washington Sundar. And yes, that didn't come off. Then they could have sent ABD. The fact that they continued doing that, uh, maybe that was a bit of a stretch. But I'm, I am I really hope that they don't like immediately sh- uh, sh- shell this whole plan of not using matchups. It will work. And uh, maybe Washington Sundar and Shivam Dubey uh, may not have ever done this before. They're not guys who have come and hit from ball one. Uh, they do have the skill and they've always batted the last two or three overs. Here they're suddenly batting in the seventh or eighth over and tenth over and maybe with Kohli on the other side like Debayan said, he might have been telling them that, look, let's run a couple of twos, let's get going, let's settle down and then you start hitting. You know, that instruction would have definitely come from Kohli there. He's not the kind of a player to ask the, uh, uh, to do way and Washington to start hitting from ball one like a Narayan or something. We did see that the intent was there only after the, I think the strategic timeout or so. So uh, I'm very glad. Uh, in fact, I was uh, chatting with our colleague Shashank separately and tell, he was very uh, uh, against this whole idea of uh, ABD. Um, like, come on, guys, we've been asking RCB to do so many different things and they've started doing a lot of things right. So I'm very happy that, and they brought in Saini to bowl to Chris Gale. So he, he actually believes now he's been he started listening to the outside, whatever that outside is, at least he started listening and that's what you need uh, uh, as in when you move forward tomorrow, he's going to captain India also and you definitely need that kind of input, you know, you can't go on a set template. Yes, it didn't come off. Uh, I hope they try it again and maybe one, maybe not two, two left-handers, one would have been perfect. I'm totally okay with that and, and, and APD does have a weakness. Yes, he is ABD Villiers and the stats show, the numbers show he struggles against the leg spin. They bought Mulgan Ashwin last match as well. Um, the fact is, what if ABD had gotten out in the seventh over? Then who's there? Then what would have happened? We are not thinking of that case because uh, that's again, we are, we are just speculating. But what if he had got that? Then you have Washington Sundar, Dubey, and Kohli to deal with. And then the innings would have panned out maybe much worse. They would have still got only 130, 140. So they're two sides to a coin. And I'm though I think the decision was wrong, but I'm happy that RCB are taking such steps and this will put them in good stead as they move towards the playoffs if they get there. Let me ask something, uh, Gaurav, since he's been in, you know, uh, analytics and you've famously worked with the West Indies team and masterminded a victory over India. So, traditionally, we look at cricket as something which is a reactive sport from the batsman's perspective, that you react to what the bowler does. But it seems to me almost like T20 is a sport where it's, in a way, the other way around. The the pace is being set by the batting side. Is that fair to say? I mean, is it part of the matchups? Uh, you know, a decision like uh, not bringing in ABD in his conventional position, was it something to try and get the bowling side to do something different in a way? Definitely. But the fact is now we've actually evolved and advanced so much that the bowling side, if the bowling team is slightly smart, they would also continue to do this. Uh, they would try to do a counter to that. 
which is what uh, happened today. If Washington came, Glenn Maxwell came in and they still kept Bishnoi and Mugdan Ashwin later. That's because the plan has been set by Kumble and Rahul is a new captain who kind of... Uh, just followed the uh, instructions i could that's what i could uh, figure out from this maybe if there was a doni for example this wouldn't have happened he would have continued to uh, go with his strength bowl his uh, uh, best bowler at the right same same old position so it's a more dependent on each captain but yeah i agree with you these these things only come up in the t20 format and this is where you can even try out these things and and uh, i'm sure they've got influenced by the last match they by uh, uh, see the fact that abd came and made up so many runs in the last five overs they would have felt that look the pitch is again very similar again we need a 160 170 score and uh, the best is to keep abd against kings 11 death bowlers who go at what 16 runs and over and today i saw a stat the 20th over goes at 19.52 That's an average of 20 runs, you know, you can score against uh, Kings 11 Punjabs. Uh, in the- And they did today. Yeah, so they did. So at the end of the day, they did get 171. So, uh, yeah, so I don't know if that answered your question. So I, I'm not too harsh on this whole uh, ABD. Mm, okay, so let's, let's, let's finish the podcast by talking about Royal Challengers Bangalore's bowling. Because there's something interesting that at least I observe. We, we, we have criticized them over seasons now, Dibai. And, and, but then I see this lineup. I see Chris Morris there. Isru Udana there, Washington Sundar and Yuzvendra Chahal. That is probably 16 overs of good quality T20 bowling, isn't it? Like now this year, RCB as a side seem to have a very decent bowling unit going with an extremely impressive batting unit with Parikal, Kohli and AB on form. Yeah, they have options and uh, in the last match and today, they, they also played Mohamed Siraj. So that straight away covers a lot of bowling bases. Again, it uh, didn't come off today, but uh, it almost nearly did. So, this is one of those where you, in analysis, you say that everybody wins. <laughs> There really wasn't any loser right through this match. So, even from RCB's perspective, they almost pulled off the perfect defense. Uh, the only criticism could be that they didn't pick up enough wickets. And that's what came back to bite them in the end. But there you have to give credit to the batsmanship shown by uh, KL Rahul and Mayank Agarwal to begin with. And later, Chris Gale as well to support them. So, yeah, RCB have done a lot of things right. Their batting is coming good. Uh, the Padikal has been in outstanding form. I think the only piece of the jigsaw they need right now is for Aaron Finch to come in in some, some sort of form. Uh, he's a senior player. He's obviously somebody who's got a good influence perhaps in the dressing room as well. I'm going to put, uh, put you on the spot here. Now, I heard the suggestion that maybe it's time to remove Aaron Finch and bring in Moin Ali as an opener and as a spin option as well. Would, would that be something that... If you were in the RCB dressing room, you would consider Devay? I certainly would because the pitches are beginning to take turn. Uh, but I would probably not look to open with Moin Ali because for one thing, that will mean two left-handers on the top. Maybe you would want to break that up. Maybe uh, Virat Kohli can come back to opening because he's in outstanding form at the moment. You want to give your best batsman uh, more overs. And then almost certainly, AB de Villiers will not bat any lower than four or five, I guess. <laughs> that will solve a lot of problems. But yeah, that is one option ahead of them. Uh, Finch has had his opportunities. He's come off a couple of times, but just never kicked on to anything substantial. So maybe the time has come to pull the plug on him. The whole concept of that uh, left-right pair, uh, which uh, RCB tried, you know, Moin Ali is an amazing player of spin. And the fact that if it was Moin Ali instead of Washington Sundar Shivam Dubey today, I am totally for that idea. That is totally fine. That is exactly what you want the player to do. But uh, Because they sent both two, Sundar and Dubey, it just didn't seem uh, all right. But like Deban said, I, I think it's time to try Moin Ali as pitches are getting slower. And uh, I think they move out of Sharjah to Dubai and Abu Dhabi for a while. And um, yeah, who knows, uh, those pitches might not really help Aaron Finch. 
Okay, so to borrow Deban's words, I'll conclude this podcast. This Kings Eleven might have won on the last ball, but it seems to be. I mean, both our experts have said it. Both Gaurav and Deban have said it. It seems to be a win-win for both sides. RCB try to experiment. That will only hold them in good stead going forward in the tournament. Kings Eleven keep their tournament alive. They're still in bottom place, but now they have the confidence and they have Chris Gale going into the last few games of the group stages. Gaurav and Deban, thank you so much once again for joining us on Stump Mike. We'll see you soon.